my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Black Girls Hill podcast. My name is Sheena Tubbs, and I'm so happy that you are here with me. So... If you are joining me live, then you are hearing me a few days after I finish our 14-day extravaganza on Facebook and Instagram where I went live for 14 days in a row under the series of 14 Days to Saving Yourself in Relationships. And it was phenomenal. Um, every morning I had a different topic um, related to that series title. Um, with everything from self-medicating to um, showing up for yourself, um, saving yourself, getting out of patterns of fantasy, um, learning how to set boundaries in your mind with other people. It was just really extensive, um, lots of tangents, lots of really great stories, um, and lots of women who were helped. And so... I wanted to read one of the letters from um, one of the women that I got from that I got from one of the women once the series was over because it really, really impacted me. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning, and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. 
And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist-approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. She wrote, hey, Sheena. First, I want to say thank you for these last 14 days. They have been a very eye-opening experience for me. Last year, I figured out my childhood traumas, did the root work, and doubled up in self-love practices. I find myself attracting healthy people into my life, but I still felt confused as these relationships would still go bad. It wasn't until I found your podcast and stumbled onto the part where you spoke about false intimacy. It became clear how I needed to understand how the root affects present behaviors. A couple of the lives this week had me in tears and the rest gave me anxiety, LOL. The biggest breakthrough was definitely figuring out that my parents' unhealthy need to place me as a referee in their marriage has led me to being a love avoidant. It made sense because I had met a healthy partner, told him that I needed him to just leave me alone for a while so that I could go through my own inner conflict, despite of him insisting that he wanted to be there for me. I now understand that it's okay to have someone hold you, hold your hand through the mess. Thank you, Sheena. I'm going to definitely join the Facebook group for support and look into joining one of the programs once the coronavirus releases my pockets, LOL. For those of you who don't know, um, I have coaching programs where I help women heal through this and I've been taking pieces of the material out to share in the lives and of course throughout all the podcasts. So that's what she means <laughs> um, to save up for the program. So I am so excited and that is why I did this series um, because we currently have an extended amount of time and space um, where we can be focusing, where we need to be focusing on something positive. And even for those of us who are still working full time, those of us who are frontline people, and that includes people who are our grocery workers, those of you who are working in restaurants still, those of you who are working in childcare, even with the schools being closed in some places, those of you who are delivering things for Amazon and other companies, those of you who are risking your life and your health. Um, to serve and protect and be there for us. I want to say thank you so much. You are appreciated. I hope everybody is tipping you well um, in case you are in the service industry. And um, if you're in the medical um, or um, police enforcement or anything else, I am wishing you prayers um, during this time. Um, but with all that said, um, there are some serious things happening and there is space for us to find joy. You know, even one of the days I talked about the importance of us having fun and learning how to play and not depending on other people to help us have joy in our life, right? To not wait until one day 
that we will hopefully feel better. And then that one, that's when we can finally be happy. And that's when everything will fall into place because we're not realizing that we have the power today to change our lives. So, um, you know, the series is over, um, and there are some replays, but, um, I wanted to share with those of you who didn't get a chance to join, um, one of the podcast episodes or not one of the podcast episodes, one of the lives. Um, and just in case anyone does not know what I mean when I talk about going live. And so that kind of goes over your head whenever I'm like, join me on Facebook live or join me on Instagram live on those two social media platforms. Um, people can go live on video, which means that they turn on their video and you can watch them in real time. And, um, whether or not I've seen people do karaoke with people, cause you can get other people to join you on video as well. Kind of like FaceTime. Um, I've seen people play games. I've seen all kinds of things, but I've used it to teach these healing lessons for women who are interested. But yeah, I wanted to, um, I was thinking, especially after I got this letter that maybe I should just share one of these lives instead of what I'd had originally scheduled. And so, um, I asked the young lady who messaged me this, um, since she had been joining me all 14 days, what was her favorite one? And she said it was the one where I talked about how you can't take everybody's advice. Um, some of us are taking advice from other people that ends up not working for us. And here's the thing. It's not just people who are bad for us. Like it's not just, we're getting bad advice. Sometimes it's healthy advice that doesn't work for us. Sometimes it's, sometimes we're beating ourselves up because someone who we really trust, who we want to be like someone who we believe is talking in wisdom will give us steps or give us things to do. And we either can't implement it or it doesn't work for us. And we feel a whole lot of shame on the other side. And it makes us feel really broken and flawed and that there was something wrong with us. Like it's more evidence of how life is never going to get better. And so, um, she said that she really liked that, um, live. So it's like, well, let me pull the audio and let that be this episode. So, um, because this is alive, the way that lives work is typically people come on with a topic that they're going to teach about. And because it is live interaction, you know, people are constantly joining, saying hello, answering, asking questions. So this live is going to kind of jump around at different places. So I'm going to start with my general topic. I'm going to start with basically what I just told you, um, right now, as far as why, advice from other people, um, who may be healthier is not working for you. Um, at one point I talk about how can you tell that the people who you are um, taking advice from are, are actually healthy people versus people who are not. I talk about, um, some wounding that has happened with some of my clients from being, um, with people who don't get it, including those who were bad experiences for, with therapists and, because I know that has happened often with women who struggle with love addiction, feeling judged by their therapists. I, I thought about cutting that part out and I was like, no, let me put this in. Cause I don't want anyone to be deterred from getting the help that they need because, um, they felt bad and I want you to like be seen. So that part is still in the live. Um, I talked about how it's really, really important to talk with people who get it and why, 
Um, I talked about validating yourself and there was one point at the end that I was talking about, um, the importance of taking good advice, because if you take advice from toxic people, you will take on toxic traits, which led into a tangent about talking about, um, specifically those who are in relationships with men, um, how negative traits of argumentativeness and, um, disrespect and emotional abuse can really infiltrate that relationship and us taking our own responsibility to break those cycles so that we can actually get the relationships and love and self-respect, um, that we want. Right. And also be able to pour into that relationship as well. So that's a nice little chunk of a pocket, um, there that when I was listening back, I was like, Ooh, girl, like you, you really, um, felt those emotions there, (laughs) but also, um, it could have been his own podcast episode, but I decided to just keep that part here as well. Um, for those of you who are listening and hopes that it will help and touch the right person who may need it now. So, so that is it. I'm about to roll us into the live recording. You're going to hear me introduce, um, the live topic and myself, which, um, I also kept that in there cause I thought that would be important for us to kind of set the stage for what you're going to learn today. So I hope that you enjoy it and I will see you when it's done on the other end to close us out. Shout out to those of you who are watching these videos. Like after you get home from work, I got a message from someone last night that that's what they're doing. I see comments like way after the live, I get DMS after the live. So shout out to y'all who are like making it work with your schedules. What's up? What's up? Okay. So, um, we're at a place where I'm going to stop recapping all of the videos because we have 14 days of goodness. And so if you haven't watched the replay, you need to watch the replay. But for those of you who don't know, let me catch you up and raise this camera up. I am doing, well, my name is Sheena Tubbs. I'm the founder of Black Girls Heal. And we are doing a a 14-day special event, um, a special extravaganza titled 14 Days to Saving Yourself in Relationships. Hey, Kalita. Um, good to see you. Um, and so every day for 14 days, I'm going to be going live about different ways that you can focus on yourself and your inner healing, focus on making you the best version of yourself during this time of quarantine, this time of social isolation, whether or not you're following that recommendation or not. Either way, things are disrupted right now, wherever you are. And so it is best for you to use this time for you to grow, for you to exit out of this period where we go from our new normal back to what used to be our normal or some semblance of it, the transition time, whatever that might look like. But either way, you are a better version of yourself. And so that's what this series is. Um, Here at Black Girls Heal, what I do is I help women who have symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia heal. I help you heal from unresolved childhood trauma that um, influences and dictates how we show up, how, um, what makes it hard for us to be vulnerable and intimate with other people. Um, And that impacts our sense of self-worth and how we feel about ourselves, whether we are aware of it or whether we are not. Many of us are very much aware of our pockets of low self-worth and some of us are very good at coping and masking it and um, overextending ourselves in some areas to compensate for our low self-worth. And so we don't understand how we have problems in some areas and not in others. And the truth is, I I say this often, wherever we go, there we are. 
in every single situation we bring ourselves. And so that common denominator is present in other areas. It's just us showing up differently. Um, so it's best for us to focus on that. Me, as Sheena Taz, I am a relational trauma and love addiction expert. I'm a mental health professional. I've been in this game for over a decade now. Um, and um, to help women be the best version of themselves. So with all that said, today's topic is all about how you cannot do what other people tell you to do. So let me tell you why I say this. So um, a few months ago, I was having a conversation with a group of my girlfriends. And one of my girlfriends was talking about, um, hey, Carmen, one of my girlfriends was talking about this new guy that she was talking to. And like she was like trying to figure out if she likes him or not, she's trying to figure out if she should keep dating him or not. She's trying to figure out what he was doing as well. And so um, I'm listening to the details of the story and I'm like, like I've, I've been doing this for a while now. So I usually, not usually, almost all the time I can hear like just a couple details of what's happening and I'm like, okay, is this, 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 and this, and you're feeling this, this, and this. And people are like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, yeah, because there's patterns there's patterns to this, right? Um, we may feel like this situation is new and complicated, but really it's not. And once you know how to break it down, once you know your stuff that you bring into it, and once you know what other people do and what to expect, and more importantly, what your standards are, um, and clear out all the stuff in the middle that stops you from either enforcing your standards or trying to get things that are not realistic and then wondering why it doesn't work. Once you get all that stuff out, um, it's pretty clear. So anyways, I'm listening to my friend tell this story about this dude. And she's like, well, what do you think to like us as a group? And I So me hearing that, I tell her that um, he sounds avoidant um, and that she should probably set some boundaries with him, um, that she should probably start to detach from him if he is not giving her what she needs, especially if she's already communicated to him. After I gave my feedback, one of our other friends gave her feedback. She, um, she is someone who is amazing. She's like a super healthy, securely attached, has a great relationship. Hey, Kimberly, um, has a great relationship. Um, so you would think that you want to make sure that you take advice from someone who is a healthy person, right? So she says, well, I think what you should do is you should tell him what you're feeling. Like, go back, communicate, try to work it out, and go from there. So I'm listening to that, and I don't say anything, because one, we're just friends. Like, it is not my responsibility to counsel my friends. Um, she just asked me for my advice. I gave her my advice. She has our other friend for her advice. My other friend gave her advice. So she's free to choose what she wants to choose. But I'm listening to that, and I'm like, that's the exact thing that gets people like us into problems. We listen to people who approach and see the world in a different way. Their, their lens and their defense mechanisms are different. Their self-control is different. The way that they are able to um, create boundaries and self-care and take care of themselves is differently. They use relationships and they use love and they use alcohol and they use sleeping and they use work for different ways that we use work. We use all those things in excess to self-medicate, to self-soothe for them. 
because they have a healthier connection with themselves, they are able to see, oh, I'm going a little bit too far. I need to scale this back. Um, mm, I don't really like how that person's talking to me. I'm going to stand up for myself and scale it back, right? While most of us, if you're watching this video, we can vacillate between being very codependent and wanting to appease and wanting that person to not be mad at us or being cut off queens and saying, that's it, that's fine, I'm cutting you off, let's go. So on paper, that's really good advice. If someone is not meeting your standards, to go and communicate and tell him or her what you need. However, if your pattern is that you constantly give people more chances than you need to give them, if your pattern is that your no's don't really have any enforcement behind them, you tell someone no and then you say, okay, you tell someone this is what I want, and then when they only give you 80% of that, you take it because at least they, they tried, right? Um, when they meet a basic expectation that they should have been meeting in the first place, you take that as proof that you should keep going. And before you know it, you've wasted months and years of your life. So here's all, here's this in short. I need y'all to be clear on the advice that you're getting from people. And here's the ironic part. If you're just now joining me, I'm talking about how you cannot take advice from everybody. But the example I gave was not about taking advice from toxic people. My advice was about taking advice from people who are super healthy. Can you believe it? Yes. Taking advice, I know that's going to sound really bad. I even kind of, I got to kind of check myself as I say it out loud, but it's true. Taking advice from super healthy people because they do not understand your experience because they do not understand what love addiction, love avoidance, love anorexia, how it shows up in your life and how you self-medicate, it can have you feeling lost. That's why so many of us, another thing I've heard um, is uh, women will go to a therapist's office um, and some therapists are good at this just naturally and some therapists have actually wounded some women before because they'll go to their therapist's office, talk about their negative relationship issues, have a whole plan, talk about it, and then they'll go back to the office after they've texted someone that they shouldn't have texted or reconnected to someone that they shouldn't have reconnected to, and they tell their therapist, and their therapist is like, really? Sheena, we talked about this. Like, Sheena, like, I thought that you were, like, committed to yourself. You really, You just have to cut that off. And sometimes the therapist will say it, Sometimes a therapist will just be like a slight thing in their eyes. But the, the weight of that disappointment and shame will magnify what's going on inside of you. So it is so important that we put ourselves in communities of people who get it. People who will say, yeah, girl, me too. It gets better. I don't judge you. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. To give voice to this is why you're doing the thing that you're doing so that you don't feel alone and you don't feel that shame, right? So I have the Black Girls Heal Facebook group where I just take in women who say they have this issue. You know, sometimes women will try to join the group. Um, and I have some people like left over from when I first started Black Girls Heal where I was just like taking everybody who cared about Black women healing. But um over the last year or so, I've been very intentional about only letting in women who are currently going through this. Um, I'll have people who come in and they're like, um, hey, Marquia. I have women who come in and they're like, um, I want to help other women and I want to give advice. Or um, I'm just interested to see what you're talking about. I'm like, no, like this, this might be a free community, but it needs to be a safe place. It needs to be a safe place for the women who are feeling like they're the only ones to just come and um, talk about whatever they need to. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So um, if you haven't joined my free group, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash group. Um, and I am very protective of it. So there's just different threads that people can participate in. But for the most part, not anybody can come in and just like try to promote their stuff or whatever. So it's, it's blocked that way. So do we have any questions about taking advice from people that we shouldn't? What are actual good sources for advice? to help us not feel shamed and help us not feel um, alone in all this. So yeah, 
any questions about how to know when someone is good to to listen to or any experience of sources where you found out that they were good to listen to sometimes what happens is we also don't open up to people that we should because we expect that they're not going to understand so we stay feeling alone and isolated longer than we should um, and it kind of defeats the purpose. So we feel like no one can understand us, but then we don't let other people in to understand us and we're just caught in this um, catch-22. So um, let me tell you where you need to go then in case there's no questions. Um, you need to go and find someone who is trained in love addiction, um, who is experienced in that. Um, I suggest that you find some resources that are specifically for the issues that you need to work on. Um, obviously, I'm talking about Black Girls Heal. If you happen to find any other places that fit that and that you feel like it's a good fit for you, then do that. But my point is I, am, I get very sad every time I hear of a woman who is talking about going to someone for advice. They try the advice, and then they end up um, getting hurt. Um, I do not want anyone else to waste years of their life trying to do solutions that um, do not work for them. So I have one question. My beautiful Florence says, what is an indication that my girls have a healthy point of view when it comes to dating? So this is a two-part answer that I want to give you. So you can have girls that have a healthy point of view of dating. So those, those factors are things like they are... Um, they are really encouraging you to keep your standards, um, to um, ask for what you want and be clear about what you want. They are good about telling you to not stop keeping all of your activities and put all of your eggs in one basket. And um, this is because you dated this guy, you really had a great first or second date, now you've married him in your head. Um, they're going to help keep you grounded um they are um they're really gonna really champion you staying you and also you having fun right so some so if you're a love addict um sometimes you can take dating so so seriously like this is it this is the guy because of xyz i just know it and so i gotta make this work and so they're gonna bring you back to earth and remind you that you have a big wide world around you the second part of that is um, sometimes the healthy friends, because they may not have gone through the same ways that trauma has manifested in your life, the times that it is hard for you to take their advice or you're still spinning or you're still doing things that are dysfunctional, they, um, they may not understand. And um, you might feel judged, you might not, depending on, on how truly healthy your friends are. But even healthy people have a limit. Some of y'all have really, really great healthy friends who have been there for you from the, end, like from the end, from the beginning. And they are tired of hearing about your man, your man or woman problems. They're just over it. And that's okay. It is okay as a healthy person for you to say, okay, you know what, this situation all of this drama, all of this roller coaster, I love you, but I can't handle it. Let's talk about something else. Like, let's talk. They can tell you no. A healthy person can tell you no and still love you. 
So the other part of that is if they don't understand, they might be over it. They may withdraw. They may get to a place where they're like, okay, well, Florence, just do what you think is best. And that's going to be, that's going to feel very like you're being abandoned, very feeling rejected. Um, and like you're bad because they're overhearing about your, your problems. And that's really going to make you feel like, see, I knew that I was broken. I knew that there was something wrong with me, but that's not the case. It's just, you're talking in a, um, community that's not built for you. And you gotta be in a community that is built for you, for you to feel safe. Um, so that's why in addition to your healthy friends, which may be your forever friends, you need to have a group of friends who, um, who get it, who are also recovered or recovering from love addiction or a support system that has that voice. So for me, I had a really healthy group of friends. Um, they were amazing. They did all the stuff that I talked about in the first part. Um, but for me to get better, I had to be around women who, um, who had stalked a guy, <laughs> but who were better now. I had to be around women who struggle with their low self-worth and who had like could speak the same language as me and who have recovered and have been to therapy specifically for this stuff. So my bridal party when I got married was actually half and half. Half of my friends, half of my bride, bridesmaids were women who were like super healthy and compassionate, like forever, like they were securely attached women. And the other half were my women who had gone through these programs with me and like got better. And it was, to me, it was perfect. Um, so, so that's my answer to that question. I see that there are some comments. So let me go and Carte was laughing, but then she said my apologies. <laughs> she has two friends, both healthy and their advice are different. I'm torn. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. That's what happens. I mean, people have different perspectives. And so, um, so, I mean, I know how to help you decipher which one is best because it could be one is better than the other. Or it could be that neither one is good for you, you know? So, um, that's why I say you need to specifically go to communities that are built for love addiction um, and get some support there so that you don't have that confusion anymore. Um, Kimberly says, great question. Shantae said, for me, I just keep my love issues to myself out of fear that my healthy friends just think I'm overthinking and overreacting. And Shantae, so that might be the case. That might be your, your healthy friends might think that you're overthinking and overreacting or they may be super compassionate and super kind and super nice to you about it. And that's equally as uncomfortable for you. It is equally as uncomfortable to be loved when you feel like you're unlovable, which is why we do the problem, the, the things that we do. I said yesterday when I was explaining the three different types about how intimacy disorders are about keeping people away. So, if I secretly deep down think that there's something wrong with me, when people are trying to be nice to me, that's going to be very hard for me to take in. So I'm going to push away and have walls that are going to keep people on the outside. And so that's for healthy, available people. And then for the unhealthy people, I'm going to let them in because that's what I secretly think that I'm worth. And I'm only going to make space for people who are toxic that maybe I can hope to change. And then it doesn't work and I just feel lost on the other side. So yeah, you are caught in a loop and you got to break the loop. And 
here's the other thing about healthy friendships. Healthy advice from healthy people. Healthy people will just say, you just got to do it. Shantae, you just got to break, break the cycle. You just have to communicate. Okay, so you get off the slide and you go to try to communicate to someone what you need and you're filled with fear. You don't know how to say it right. You do say it right, but you still feel dejected. You don't feel the relief on the other end. You have like this, this fear cycle, okay, about what's going to happen now. Are they going to start calling me now? Are they going to start asking me what questions about myself now? I don't really want to tell them all that. And it's just on and on. There's all this stuff in between that stops you from just doing what they tell you to do. And that's the problem people who come from a healthier um, background, they may not understand how much healing and how much stuff you have to do to get to the other side, right? They are not equipped to tell you, okay, that this might be where you wanna be. You might wanna be able to get to a place where you let people in and you're vulnerable. But before we do that, do that. Let's do this, this, and this that will build you to a place of where you can do that. And, and those, those places are not going to know how to tell you to do that. They're just, they're not because it hasn't been their experience. They just don't know. Right. I remember, um, so we had two years ago, no, three years, three, four years ago at this point, I, I might've blocked it out. We have been flooded out, um, by here in Houston with the tax safe bus. So this is a year before Hurricane Harvey. And if you live in the States, you've heard about Hurricane Harvey, uh, which flooded out basically the majority of Houston. Um, so when we went through the tax safe floods, you know, we were rescued from, from a boat, we lost everything, all that stuff. It very traumatic. I got PTSD. I would talk to other people and other people who, you know, we hear for the most part, we would hear about floods often. So when I would tell other people, it was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm so sorry that happened. And okay, so, and they would like change the topic and talk about something else, not realizing how devastating that was because they had never experienced it. Fast forward to a year later where Hurricane Harvey happened and everybody was affected, even people who didn't get flooded out, like people were trapped in their homes because the streets were flooded. Like everybody either lost their whole life, had to be rescued, knew someone who passed away because they drowned, like, Everybody was affected. And now when you talked about being flooded out, now it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that happened to you. My heart is with you. That compassion was different. And so that's what it is sometimes with people who are healthy because they've never been there before. It's not that they don't care. They just don't have any point of reference for it, right? And because they have no point of reference, they can't help you. So now me, as someone who's gone through a natural disaster and lost everything, if someone tells me they've been flooded out, if someone tells me that their house is burned down, if someone tells me any kind of like crazy tragedy like that, any kind of like unexpected disaster, I immediately have compassion, grace, and empathy in a way that I never did before. I used to be those people, right? And so um, that's why they have support groups for people who have gone through cancer or cancer survivors, and you can talk to a friend who um, maybe your mom has passed away or is currently sick with cancer, and you talk to a friend and they can't really, they really care about you, but they don't really, you can just feel that they don't get it, right? And you can feel that they want to be there, but they don't really know how, and then that makes you feel awkward and that's that kind of stuff. So that's why you feel more comfortable 
being around other people who are cancer survivors or who've gone through before because they get it. We need to be around people who get it just as much as we need to be around our healthy friends um, who've been there for us forever. Hopefully that makes sense. Thank you so much for your patience, Janice. Janice on Facebook says, I had to stop listening to friends and family who aren't in healthy relationships because their advice was jaded. Yep, because they spoke of their experiences and how they would respond, which was negative and left me more frustrated and confused. Y'all, <laughs> if that's not the realest thing ever, so we have a lot of reality TV. And reality TV is all about being sensationalized, all about the drama, all about the conflict. Um, and what happens is even when you know better, you can start to normalize the craziness that you see on the TV screen because you watch it every week. And you may notice that some of your beliefs about the world and about relationships start to get affected. Again, even though you know that this is television and you may even know that some of this is scripted, it may start to infiltrate you. And so um, that toxicity is contagious. It can't be contagious. It makes sense that you distance yourself from toxic people. Outside of the toxic reality TV, just people can just be toxic in general, right? So people who have their own trust issues and they tell you, I wouldn't trust them or this is maybe what's happening or... Um, some friends think that they're so when I was giving the examples of what is friends, um, and I said that they would help you enforce your standards and enforce your boundaries, some people will tell you to do that, but they'll do it in a way that's very disruptive and um, and argumentative and um, unhealthy. So they'll talk to you about like doing ultimatums and saying in a way that's very insulting and belittling. And if you're in a heterosexual relationship, emasculating to the man um, and thinking that a man is not a human being just because he has a penis. A man, for those of you who are heterosexual or bisexual, men have feelings. Men need to be loved. I don't care how many muscles they have. I don't care how strong they see, your man needs to know just as much as you do that they are special, that they are valuable, that they are created by God, that they are cherished, that they are seen. Men need that. And every time you come up there in their face, disrespecting them, talking down to them, saying what I want is more, than, more important than what you want, you are re-injuring them and traumatizing them. And if you are in a family situation or a friend situation where that is the norm, where y'all trade jokes, where they trade jokes on talking about how they talk crazy to their man or got them to do something differently or um, made sure that they knew who was boss, then okay, that's the relationship that you're going to get. The energy you put into that is the energy you're going to get back and then wonder why you don't feel steam, fulfilled, and cherished on the other side, right? That man and maybe doing what you want him to do because he feels threatened, backed down, and disrespected, um, deserves better. And if he actually gets healthy the way that you want him to get healthy, he may realize that and then move around. So the best bet for you is to learn how to be the healthiest version of yourself 
communicate what you need or what you want without going to your trauma response. All of that, you know, defensiveness and stonewalling and shutting down, wanting them to read your mind. Um, if, if you do, because some people um, will shut down and just have that quiet storm and just disengage and disappear, and that's your explosion. You're not going to talk crazy to nobody, but you will get your stuff and leave. You'll say, okay, I got you, and not say anything and sit back. And some of us will clap back and get in the face and do all that stuff. But um, whatever it is, whatever your go-to is, you got to find balance, like someone said before in the chat. We have to find balance in how to communicate what we need. All right, so that is it for this live recording. Yes, you did hear right. It did cut off a little bit. Um, somehow the sound did not go all the way through, but that was pretty much the end of that point, how... Um, continuing to act in a way where we don't take ownership of our own stuff and project it onto the relationship um, will affect it, right? And there is a difference between um, speaking your truth and being clear and setting boundaries with someone and repeating our own trauma in our romantic partnership, whether or not we are with someone who identifies as a man, woman, or both. Um, we are in charge of the environment and the energy that we bring into our relationship. And um, if there are struggles with communication, there are better ways other than recreating those cycles. And so just putting that bug out there for those who need it. But that is it for this podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to all of the different topics that were underneath that we got to somehow from um, the main topic um, and me responding to the questions that the women asked. I would love for you to join me next time we do a series. So whenever you hear me announce it, I would love for you to join me for you to hop on the, the train of masterclasses of, um, of free healing workshops whenever I am able to share them with you. And for those of you who um, were either participants on those mornings or those of you who are just now joining our podcast, joining the Black Girls Hill community, and you're wanting to move forward, you're wanting to go deeper, like these are the exact topics that you've been wanting to get healing on, I would love for you to join me in our coaching program. It is open all year long. Um, there is no closed doors and I help women heal from everything from love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia, which um, are things like dealing with over-attachment to relationships, fantasy in your mind, um, difficulty letting your walls down, difficulty trusting, um, difficulty managing your emotions, the unresolved trauma that goes underneath that, learning how to redirect your thoughts about yourself, managing your anxiety that's related to all of these things. Like, we go into it. Um, so if you would like to join me there and join our community, our growing healing community, you can go to therecoveryschool.com um, and sign up there. So that is it for this episode. I hope you have a great week and that you're taking care of yourself and staying safe. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.